It's the SeltzerCast with your host, Sean Patrick O'Brien. Now's the time to crack open your favourite carbonated beverages and take a sip. Mmm, tasty. It's bubbly, isn't it? Hi, welcome to the SeltzerCast. I'm your host, Sean Patrick O'Brien. Today's guest is Hal Martin, um, an old friend of mine. Uh, She's not old. You're not like, you're not in your 90s. You're just, we've been friends for quite a long time. Um, And... We are going to be drinking Hal's, coincidentally. not I guess not so coincidentally, because when I started this podcast, um, Hal was like, can I be on to talk about Hal's? And I was like, yeah, that's very fitting, yeah. so let's do that. Um, and since we've covered Hal's a bunch of times, uh, Hal and I, not Hal from the company Hal's, Hal, this is going to get very confusing, Hal yeah. Martin, <laughs> the guest on the podcast, and I decided to cover Watermelon Hal's. Um, which is very good, yeah. and I've had it before. How how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. I'm doing good. Happy President Day. Is that is that the reason why we're off on a Monday? I get. I I'm know. unemployed, so my my job <laughs> my job is the podcast. Uh, every every day is President's Day for Sean O'Brien. Now, huzzah! <laughs> yeah. Um, so welcome to the podcast. How how is life in Manhattan? I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, you know, we're about. To, we're, we're slowly coming up on a year of quarantine um, because it's easy for me to know because it's like around the time of my birthday. So like literally right before like everything went downhill, I like had my uh, 25th birthday last year and I had a big party and it was so great. And then the world exploded, which was an experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've seen you in since like um, you and I saw Slave Play on Broadway together. <gasps> Oh my God! Slave and play. I think that was the last time that I had seen you, right? Like in I person? I think Whoa. so. Because oh my you, God! I, I've seen you on Zoom numerous amounts of time. I saw you on Zoom on New Year's Eve, but I don't think I've seen you since yeah. last December. Oh. So there is a cat. There is your cat yeah. just making an appearance. <laughs> yeah, a little cat, but. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I've seen you in over a year, right? Oh my I, gosh. That's got. That's got to be. I think so. Yeah, because Slave Play that was the end of. 2019 i want to say yeah that was december i think it was snowing it was it was like snowing a lot that day i remember that so it was definitely december so it's been quite some time but i feel like we've stayed in touch during this so that's very good and i'm glad i'm happy about that yeah i want sometimes i show up at mike myers movie club yeah you're a you're an attendee every now and then and that's awesome yeah Um, i am excited for hugh grant movie club because i'm excited for the week you guys do sense and sensibility i will let you know when we do with it he has a big filmography so it's gonna be like a while but yeah um, but like i love because my sister and i we've been watching jane austen movies in quarantine Mm -hmm. and sense and sensibility is our favorite so far so just yeah, I'm so excited for that one. Cool. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen that. Listeners, for anybody that doesn't know, um, previously I did the Mike Myers Movie Club where we did a bunch of interviews and screenings of all of Mike Myers' filmography. We found uh, some lost Mike Myers films that were just not available. People gave them <laughs> for us to watch. So that was really cool. Uh, now we're on to Hugh Grant, which we're finding a lot of uh, interesting uh, films that uh, I mean, we started with Notting Hill, and that was that's an amazing movie. And um, but looking through his filmography, there's just things that something called like Champagne Charlie. Never heard of that. We're gonna watch that. There's a ton of stuff. Um, so that's upcoming. Um, 
I don't know why I'm plugging that on the pod right now, but just to, <laughs> just to give a little bit of insight, Hal, you should come to, have you ever seen Mickey Blue Eyes? Please elaborate what that is. <laughs> yeah, so we're watching that on Wednesday. It's a great movie that, um, so actually, oh wow, this, this you'll understand the story as opposed to our listeners. Um, in college, I took a David Mamet course with a Brit. I'm not going to say his name on air, but you know, the British film yeah. history professor. Were you in that class as well or no? Um, I don't know if I was in that same class as you, but I was in another one of his classes okay. um, freshman year because I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, and in college, I remember him saying like, essentially, I think like the David Mamet course would essentially just be us being like, We'd, we'd watch Mamet, we'd read Mamet, but then we'd just use Mamet's, like, approach to talk about things in a way, which was a little bit strange. But also because he's just, like, an interesting guy, we would just be like, hey, uh, Professor, have you seen this movie? And somebody brought up a Hugh Grant film, I'm pretty sure, and he was like, oh, but I'm not even going to try to do, like, a British accent <laughs> on the pot right now. I was ready. But I was like, <laughs> let's do it. He was like, he said something along the lines of, like, I haven't seen that, but Mickey Blue Eyes makes me laugh like a motherfucker. And I was like, f- throughout college, I was like, I watched the trailer for Mickey Blue Eyes, and the trailer is like ridiculous. Essentially, the plot is it's Hugh Grant joining the mob, like the Italian New York mob, and it's so it's like I so forever I was like, because I I was like I, I'll admit it I was like a film stop in college, so like Mickey Blue Eyes okay, it's rotten to over. yeah. It's Rotten Tomato score is super low. So I was like, okay, I don't think I'll watch that, but the, maybe I'll watch it eventually. And the trailer is really funny. So I never really watched it. And then um, around my birthday, I watched it over the course of, I would say, I th- there's a tweet thread. So if anybody's listening and finds this tweet thread and I'm incorrect in my knowledge, I'm sorry. But essentially, I watched it over the course of like five nights. And. I how long is it it's not it's not it's an hour and a half I just kept getting interrupted (laughs) so but what happened to me Hal was that it was on it was streaming on HBO Max but I think I watched it on like October 30th or something so I watched it over the course of two nights or like I watched it for two nights on HBO Max just because I just kept getting distracted and then I went back to HBO Max to finish the movie and it was gone so I had to buy it oh. on Amazon <laughs> and I'll say it didn't disappoint. So, uh, yeah, it's just Hugh Grant joining the mob and that's, you know, a stuffy British art dealer in the movie gets married to oh. a woman and he realizes that her family is part of the mob. It's really funny. It's like a really, really, really funny movie. Um, I described it as to, like, when I saw it and I knew that Hugh Grant Movie Club was, like, coming up, I called it Hugh Grant, So I Married an Axe Murderer. Like, it's very, like, <laughs> similar type of humor as you'd see in, like, a Mike Myers movie of that era from, like, the 90s, but, like, with Hugh Grant. So it's very strange, but it's a really good movie. I highly recommend it. Hal, come to the screening on Wednesday if you'd like. Otherwise, watch it yourself. You'll probably really like it. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, it's funny that you're we're talking about that because, um, yeah, it spawned from our professor. Like, I would have never watched or considered watching Mickey Blue Eyes if not for our British film history professor. So, 
What a G. Um, I so, have to ask you a question as a fellow film major. Sure. Um, people all the time ask me, like, have you seen this movie? And oftentimes, sometimes when I go like, no, I haven't seen this movie. They're like, what? You haven't seen this? You're a film major. And it's like, there are so many movies yeah. you don't understand i can't see all of them no i agree there's a there's a lot of movies <laughs> um yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of movies out there i um i I, th- I agree i think that's the most obnoxious thing in the world i also think that Thank something you. <laughs> we you know like we're just talking about a silly hugh grant movie mickey blue eyes and it's like i've had much more enjoyment watching something like that and i'm able to think and remember that compared to I mean, look, I love French New Wave movies, but there's some French New Wave movies that people rave over in, like, film school and stuff, and then I watch it, and I don't remember a thing about it, but I remember practically every scene about Mickey Blue Eyes, <laughs> you know? So yeah. I think it's just a question of, like, um, people hold things in such, like, a high regard just because they're considered, you know, part of the French New Wave and or, like, Italian cinema or, like, whatever, and, like, I love Fellini as much as the next guy, but I also think there's a place in film history for the silly stuff as well you know or 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 should it even be considered silly i don't know you know i I mean well you get like gems like you know this is the end and then you get other gems like the room yeah i think are i mean obviously like some people are like could i mean it's it's not like oscar-winning movies but in our way in like some ways it's oscar-winning in our hearts i agree flashback to the tommy was so screening I know. I agree. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that, that Hal and I went to a screening of the room where we both met Tommy Wiseau. We met Tommy Wiseau together um, and he signed the merchandise we bought. I bought a, I think I have it in the drawer next to me and I'm not going to find it. You have the watch. Oh, you have the watches on your wall. Yeah. Obviously, I put this right here. (laughs) So you bought a Tommy Wiseau watch. Did he sign anything that you bought or no? Um, No, I just got the photo um, because you had the headshot. Right. Yeah. I bought a Tommy Wiseau headshot. If you haven't seen Tommy Wiseau's headshot, please look it up. If you don't know what the room is, just stop listening to this podcast and go watch the room. Here I am sounding like the people in film school, but the room is, um, yeah, yeah, the room's great. Come on. Like everybody loves the room. It's amazing. Also, (laughs) I finally watched a disaster artist. I'm like, this is also great. Yeah. Yeah. The room screening was wild. And the room screening, I think is like, I, when, when screenings of the room are back, that's when you know that COVID is going to be like completely over. Because like definitely something I'm excited for. Okay. COVID is over. Yeah. Like complete. That's when, you know, everything's like back to normal just because like, the the way that the room screenings are just like it's just wild like not not with you but one time i went to a room screening that was sold out it was so they overbooked the screening that my friend was just sitting on the floor like he was sitting on the floor of the aisle of the movie theater just because he couldn't find a seat or i'll say the example of like people people gave you wine out of a bag Hal. yeah no. that's not something that that's not something that would happen during covid you took yeah. wine from a person in front of us no, like, they were people, handing it around no it wasn't just wine that they had they had okay they had two box of wines they had red and white they had like a full bar going up they were like do you want wine do you want whiskey do just you in want the vodka? just in the dark movie theater in front of us like what the hell the energy in that it's um it's like you know when you go to rocky horror and everybody's like saying all the things together yeah yeah. it's the same energy Mm -hmm. and like oh and then i remember um it's when the movie starts and everybody's like tommy 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 yeah yeah Yeah, Um, i know you feel and that was like i'll say that if anybody um 
isn't from New York. Look up photos of the Villages Cinema. The Villages Cinema is like one of I would say I think one of the last like movie houses in the city. It's like definitely yeah, like a restored right. old movie house. So to if you look it up, it's gorgeous. They have like a chandelier hanging from the ceiling. It's be- a beautiful, beautiful theater. Okay, think of that. Look up those photos, or if you're not from New York. And think of a room screening where people are shouting and screaming, and when they're shouting, Tommy, the whole th- the whole room is like shaking. I would say, like it's like it feels like you know, it's like a steep, yeah. it's a steep movie house where it's chaos is happening. Yeah. yeah. So we we met Tommy Wiseau. Um, what is there to say? I don't know. Tommy's a Tommy's a if an interesting guy. He was playing football. He's a character. With, he was playing football in the middle of this lobby, like this gorgeous <laughs> theater lobby. Yeah. Wearing uh, three belts. Yeah, he wears he wears a lot of belts. Um, they did a Q and A. I feel like in college I would try to go to a lot of Q and As and ask a lot of questions, but recently I just kind of observe, or sometimes I just duck out during the Q and A and don't want to be a part of it. But when Tommy was O's Q and A came to town, um, I went up in front of the whole theater and asked him a question, which I asked him. At the time, I really wonder if this is still happening, and I don't... I could see it not. I could see it being something that's talked about, and it just doesn't happen. There was articles that came out that said that um, James Dean's likeness in a movie was going to be replicated in CGI, and it wasn't like a big Hollywood production. It was just like a weird independent film. Oh, yeah. I remember this. Yeah. Tommy has always stated that like Rebel Without a Cause was an influence for The Room, um so i asked him what he felt about that and there i'll I'll find the video because i don't remember the exact words he said but it was very funny i'll find the video i'll put it up on the twitter but yeah there's a video of me and tommy was talking to each other across the room now i was in front of the stage like in front of the screen asking the question with a microphone tommy was like pacing through the aisles and the seats of the movie theater as he answered the questions like that was crazy, right? That's nobody does yeah. that. Nobody does that. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's an experience unlike any other. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, wow, yeah. what a time. Yeah, I yeah. I I would agree that uh, definitely post COVID, that's the thing mm-hmm. that's going to confirm that COVID is gone because that's just that's not like sitting in your mo- movie theater silently with a mask, yeah. just like shouting and. Yeah, Taking. like participating, like yeah, screaming exactly. this at the screens. Like Caring especially when the iconic part—it's and... like you're tearing me apart, Lisa. And we all said it together in unison. Like, yeah, oh. yeah, wow, yeah. what a time! All right, time. let's let's crack open our seltzer. As we've talked about, Tommy, we should—I right. should try to get Tommy on the pod. Honestly, <gasps> <laughs> I don't think yes. he would do it. I don't think would to- I don't think Tommy. You never knows- know. I don't think Tommy Wiseau mm-hmm. knows what seltzer is. Well. <laughs> you never know i mean anything could happen like did we all expect that like we were all going to be living in like our rooms in quarantine for a year no, no. anything is possible sean i'll try it out all right let's crack this open okay i'm very terrified of opening soda bottles because of a very bad experience on a plane let's ah! hear it i want to oh my god how how seltzer how's how's how seltzer <laughs> just exploded <laughs> all over her i was thinking that was gonna happen to me but that was like oh my god we might have to put up that clip or that image on social media because that was like a fire hydrant oh. covered in 
I hope you're okay. If you need a minute, if you need ten minutes, do what you gotta do. Wait, it's Is, do you have se- do you have seltzer left? You do. Okay, okay. But half the bottle oh. is gone. Okay, okay. Oh my god, it's it's all. Thank God, I'm getting a new laptop for my birthday. Oh lord, do what you gotta do. Take your time, Hal. This is wild. <laughs> I thought mine was gonna explode. I, I was going to ask you about that time on the plane, but if it's too traumatic, we don't have to discuss it now. <laughs> well, no, I, I got to explain because now I'm rich. <laughs> you are covered in Hal Seltzer. This is the first time that this has happened. I'm surprised that it has not happened sooner. I'm surprised <laughs> it's not happened to me, but you are the first guest that has exploded seltzer all over themselves. Well, okay. The first thing I'll say about this is um, I smell amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's We talk yes. about the smell a little bit. You know? Yeah, it's oh, I'm like sitting in it. Sel- seltzer doesn't stain, so that's good. If that's you... true. Um, Clean yeah, up. If let me. You s- it's okay. It's um. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Should I should I change my shirt or should I just like do what you got to do? It's badge a, it's of honor. Completely up to you. Yeah, I mean, thank God, like I, I'm. It's very close to laundry day, so this isn't that big of an inconvenience for me. It's it's seltzer too. I feel like um like if you watch yeah. any like old show or just like it's just old advice to be like if you have a stain, fix it with club soda. So like yeah, you're, you're fine. So, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Pro tip: before you get the stain, just cover yourself in seltzer. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'm going to go off screen and switch my shirt. Um, yeah, do what you got to do. I'm going to recount um, also my plane experience. So I hate opening up bottles of um, of like any carbonated drink because I was on a plane once and I don't entirely remember um, what flight it was for, but I was definitely by myself. So I think it's like I was coming back to my parents and I got a Dr. Pepper bottle and I love Dr. Pepper. I'm so excited to have Dr. Pepper. But when you're on a plane and the air pressure, it reflects with the bubbles a lot. True, yeah. So um, so what just happened um, with the, the seltzer um, happened to me. And I was like, ah! And um, it was like all over my seat and stuff. And I, like, I, I closed it. I was just like, ah! And I cleaned it up. And I was like, okay, you know what? Let's try this again. And then I went to open it again. And it exploded again. And I basically sat through the flight just covered in Dr. Pepper. That's rough, was, too, because Dr. Pepper is, like, sugary and sticky. Yeah, like, at least seltzer is, like, I mean, it's it's not ideal right now. Um, but, yeah, but if I had to choose between being soaked in, a, in like, clear seltzer versus um, Dr. Pepper, I'm definitely going with the seltzer. But, yeah, I that's agree. why I hate opening bottles. Like, it's um, anytime, like, I'm hanging out with my friends, like, and I have, like, a bottle of soda, I'm, like... Like, I went to go see a friend in, in um, Salt Lake City, and we, he kept, like, getting me um, Dr. Pepper, which is very sweet. But I was like, Gabe, can you open this for me? And he's like, how old are you? <laughs> yeah, I um, – and that's the thing with Hal's is that Hal's well, has the best bubbles ever, and it's, I would say, the best seltzer. Um, yeah. It's tricky because – because it does have a lot of bubbles, it's difficult to open. So yeah. I'm going to open mine now to very cautiously. <laughs> Previous guest of the show, Anto, uh, you know him as well. Um, yeah. Compared, compared it to a valve. Like you have a to valve? be like careful, like back and forth, like opening it because it could, like, you know, spray yeah. all over like it did to you. All right. <laughs> I'm going to take the first sip. Let's talk about this. Okay. I'm going to sip this out of my. Uh mandalorian mug like it's a little dark but you can see baby the child yoda. yeah baby yoda okay this is like okay i would i would say that this tastes like 
very natural watermelon. Like it's not yeah. it's definitely not sweet and artificial. It literally tastes like you're eating watermelon liquefied. So I guess like watermelon juice. Yeah, I agree. It's very fresh and kind of like thirst quenching too, because I feel like some seltzers like make your like you know like when you're drinking something sugary like soda and it gets like stuck in the back of your throat. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, this is um yeah, like I like the smell, I like the taste. Um the bubbles are the bubbles are present. Yeah, I this is it tastes like watermelon. It tastes like watermelon seeds. This is like the most natural thing I've ever had. Like it literally like I feel like people who are like, oh, it has natural flavors. Sometimes it just doesn't taste natural. I don't know. But this is like, holy shit. This tastes like literally true watermelon. Like watermelon flavor, I love. True, like real watermelon, I love. But this is like. Any type of watermelon soda, watermelon flavor is so much sweeter. This is like almost yeah. has like like it just tastes natural in a way that it's not you have a full flavor, but it tastes real, you know? Yeah, because like natural watermelon is not that sweet. Like if Mm-mm. you put it in a smoothie or like a margarita, it's it's like very easy to liquefy because it's mostly water. Agreed, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's really good. I don't I, I thought I had that before, but Jeez, I, I think I'd recognize, like, if it tasted that natural. Like, it really just tastes like liquefied watermelon. And that's crazy to me. Yeah. So this is my first time having house, actually. I've had the potato chips, but I've never had the seltzer before. Really? Okay. Yeah. So what 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 is your relationship with seltzer, Hal? So seltzer is kind of a new thing for me. Um, so this is going to sound a little pretentious, but... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Carbonation, man. Um, so I didn't really get into seltzer that much until I was in Argentina. Because um, what they do down there, after you get your coffee as a palate cleanser, they give you a little thing of... Because like normally in the States, like you have tap water. But what they do, they, they their thing, their like tap water is seltzer water. And they give you some seltzer water after you have like your little coffee or your espresso. Mm-hmm. And then I used to be like, Ugh, but then I, I don't know, like I, I just started drinking. It's like, you know what, this is actually pretty good yeah 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 i um it's interesting for you to say that because i feel like um lots of people have said that like carbonated water like mineral water sparkling water whatever you want to call it is so big in like europe but for me i always want to like book european guests on the pod just to like talk about it and um or just like not not even just europe just like people from all over the world but Finding those carbonated drinks in the U.S. is kind of difficult because we just have like yeah. there is a big seltzer market here, and um, I'm glad that it exists. But um, yeah, in seltzer international, that needs to happen. You know, that would be super cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the big debate that we have on this podcast is: should seltzer be free if you're in a restaurant um, and they have it on tap, so like not out of a bottle? But, like, if you see the person go to the tap and just hit, like, the soda button, should it be free? Hmm. I'm, I'm trying to, like, okay. Part of me is leaning towards no, because, like, assuming they probably had to, like, buy a machine to put it on tap, right? Well, it's, like, the the soda machine. So, like, any, you know, they have Coke 
Sprite, whatever, but then they also have like the soda button. So you can get water from the machine, but you could also get carbonated water from the machine as well. So the machine already has the carbonation to make the other drinks. It's just carbonated water instead of like Sprite, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm still feel, I'm kind of leaning towards, no, because it's like, because like, you know, like when you get a tea in a restaurant, it's like, you know, you get charged for it because like, you know, they have to like, you know, go heat it up and that's using facilities. But they had, yeah. but you're paying for the tea bag. You're not paying for the water. Oh, fair point. But you I might just, be paying like also too for the heating up as well. True. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's an approach that we haven't heard yet. So welcome, yeah. welcome. I'm welcoming it. I guess I disagree, but I I'm I'm all for uh, differing opinions on this podcast. So yeah, it just reminds me of um um. Once upon a time when I was working um, at Ben's Kosher Deli, um, um, like there, cause there was um, a customer who got into it with one of our waiters because the customer's like, the tea should be free. And the waiter was like, no, it says on the menu. Like, and also too, it was a dollar 50. So it was yeah. already a stupid argument in the first right, place. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but like, no, but th- the reasoning with the waiter was just like, the tea bag isn't free, you know, the heating up, it's, it's not free. Like, you know, it's still like requires like, I mean, like, not like, it's not like this big dinner, but it's still like, you know, like some preparation. So that's kind of my reasoning mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, I understand. I It's interesting because I know that you have worked in restaurants before, so it's nice to get that <laughs> insight. I think, look, like, I, it all comes down to, like, I don't mind paying $2 for a glass of seltzer. That's fine. I just like free seltzer. So it's a question <laughs> that I'm like... Hmm. Like I've been places where they charge me like almost five dollars for a glass of seltzer off tap, and I'm just like, okay, that's it excessive. It shouldn't be like the soda price, you know. It should be like a little bit less, I would say. Yeah, because you're not having would, like the syrups of the soda. Yeah, I would put in like the two dollar range at most. Yeah, you know, yeah, true. Like five dollars, mm-hmm. it's like I don't know. It better be like some fancy ass. Yeah, I don't know. It better be. It better be fun. <laughs> I um. I, I love Ben's in the city. I miss going to Ben's. Um, I think there is one near me on Long Island, or like not near me, but like a little bit close to me. But I miss going there. Uh, as I mentioned him a few times before, Anto and I used to get a bunch of food at Ben's. Um, previous guest of the show, Anto Garibian. Um, and one time we had a waiter, and he was like the nicest guy, and he was like joking around with us and stuff. But he just like walked up to our table and started telling us Arcade Fire lyrics <laughs> out of nowhere. He was Wait, like, "What year was this?" It was not that long ago. Maybe it was like two, three years ago. Two, three years. Okay, so I probably I wasn't. You weren't working. Was it there. after twenty? Uh, yeah. It I was, was, like, right, it was after that? you were. Yeah, he kind of looked like Bob Balaban, <laughs> like the actor. <laughs> Um, but Wait, uh, I gotta look up who that is. Yeah, uh, he was a really nice guy, but yeah, he he was just reciting um, lyrics from I think everything now, not that song, but the I know the exactly album. which waiter you're talking about. Yeah, it was a cool guy. I don't know. Yeah, he's super <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, that's just a memory I have of Ben's, and I miss going there because their pastrami is really good. It's not my favorite Jewish deli in the city, but I would say that I would eat there in a heartbeat. I think it's delicious. Yeah. Speaking of Jewish delis, I'm gonna like skirt over something. Like this is a Meyer rant, but sure. there's another there's another Jewish deli called Second Avenue Deli. That's my favorite. Why is it on Third Avenue? 
I know. It doesn't make sense. The naming convention it, does not make sense at all. It just, it drives me, oh my god, it just, oh. Agreed. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't make sense, but um, maybe it moved. That's the only thing I could think of. Maybe they were in a previous location. Yeah. But I don't know. That's probably Se- what happened. But... Second Ave Deli is my absolute favorite. I dream of that place. I have never had better hospitality at a restaurant. I think that it's the most delicious place. And uh, here's something that they give for free is little uh, shots of chocolate soda at the end of your meal. So oh, I really? love that. I miss that. And I love uh, chocolate soda on tap. Oh, that's good. Do they do um, Dr. Brown soda? Because that's what Ben's does. Ah, uh, I think so. I don't think, I think the chocolate soda might be like Bosco. I'm pretty sure. But um, I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so how, if you had to craft your own seltzer named after yourself, so that's a weird question because we're doing seltzer. Uh, but if you had to create a house seltzer, say house two, crafted what flavor? What, what like what flavor would you create? Ooh, could it be like any? Oh, actually, you know what? Nope, I have my answer. I would like to make a fun Fetty flavored seltzer. Okay, I love it. Yeah, because my first my first thought was like sweet and sour chicken, which is obviously <laughs> interesting. Because I love sweet and sour chicken. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a way to do Funfetti and have it work. Okay. You know? So what, what kind of flavor is like, I, I know the flavor of Funfetti, but what are, what are we talking? Are we talking like vanilla seltzer or are we talking like vanilla seltzer with sprinkles in the drink? Or are we talking just like a full flavor of Funfetti, clear seltzer? I think like a full flavor. Um, okay. Yeah. You maybe a wanna. little bit of vanilla just to like sprinkle it in. Okay. Okay. Like not like it can't be too vanilla-y. Um, I don't know how you isolate the flavor of a sprinkle, but I'm sure there's some smarty pants chemist or whoever that could figure it out. Definitely. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. I mean, they cracked it with the house watermelon. So I think that's an interesting challenge for any seltzer company that does listen to this. Let's create a Funfetti seltzer. I will say that House has the most carbonation ever. I've yes. said that on the podcast ever, like always. Um, so much so that I keep burping and it is making me tear at this yeah, point. Yeah, the carbonation is like... It's the thing wrong. I like about it, though, is like, do you ever have like carbonation? It's like giant bubbles and you're like trying to gulp it down, mm-hmm. but then it keeps going back up your nose. At least it's like a lot. You it, you keep it down, I would say. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's a lot of bubbles, but it's smooth. It's not difficult or anything. You know, it's not too... I was going to say it's not too fizzy. Apparently it is because it exploded all over <laughs> Hal. But yeah. um, it's fizzy enough that the bubbles are like massive, but you're able to like keep it down and then burp it up. It's not like burns your throat or anything because i would say that some do some spark like sparkling yeah. do i would say that but yeah no this is a pleasant experience also yeah, i want to point out that during the explosion my cat slept through the entire thing <laughs> yeah your, like, your cat, your cat is gonna oh your cat is gonna wake up and wonder why she smells like watermelon oh yeah no she's gonna she's gonna be in the bed and be like mm-hmm. yeah wow is wait is Shereen the same cat that previous guest of the show for actually first guest of the show Peter used to babysit? Yeah, Peter okay. was very lovely. Um, while I was moving apartments and figure out living situations, he looked after her for a few months. So I um, I hung out with Shereen without you, where Peter what? and I ordered food. I got like a wrap, like a buffalo chicken wrap from a restaurant, and 
um, we watched the first 20 minutes of Gotti and then we shut it off and put on Kitchen Nightmares. So that's what that's what I I I've watched television and the John Travolta movie Gotti, directed by an alumni of my high school. Uh, from yeah, uh, <laughs> with your cat, without even hanging with you, and then I went to a concert that night. Um, on oh Waters concert to tie it back together, but yeah. I had no idea you hung out with Shireen. I did, yeah. So that's that's funny because I've hung out with you a dozen of times, but I've hung out with your cat without you. <laughs> I never ever knew this. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, um, so fun fetty seltzer we've got to make that happen how do you how do you feel about the packaging of Hal's? your name is hal how would you change it up hal um i mean okay i do appreciate the simplicity um and i do think it it's like something that is recognizable for sure also i like the little the icons it's just like hey what kind of seltzer do you want do you because i was so it took me a few trips to find this particular seltzer me too Um, it took me two places to find it Okay, yeah, it took me two places because I went to Whole Foods and they probably did have it at some point, but because there was a bunch of sel- Hal Seltzers lined up, but one of them was empty, like one of those, what do you, sure. you know, like Rose? Yeah. Yeah. So they had a bunch of flavors. So then, I, But then I went to the Target, um, uh, the new Target in the 50s, the West 50s, and they had it, awesome. obviously. Yeah. Um, there's also a simple story, too, that I like. Um and it kind of reminds me of, so like I work at Kiehl's and part of the branding is all about like, you know, we talk a lot about like, you know, starting as an old world apothecary on the upper, on the lower east side um, on 13th and 3rd. So like this little tidbit that they have on the side of the bottle, um, I'll just read it out now. It's like, who was Hal? Hal was New York born and New York made. He lived and loved everything New York. Today we pay tribute to him by bringing you Hal's New York seltzer. Enjoy. I'm just like, oh, I love just, it. I don't know yeah i think that it's perfect i think that it is the most new york drink that i've ever had as well i think that um it definitely like uh i don't know i'd imagine that this like when carbonation was (laughs) like when water was first being carbonated they really pushed the limits on it and i think that that's what house did and it never changed like this has got to be exactly what the people you know when it was first invented were drinking and i love that it's the seltzer cast with your host sean patrick o'brien folks let me ask you do you love movies do you spend your days thinking about how much you love them the good ones even the bad ones everyone told you not to like well it sounds like super yaki is the place for you the team at super yaki loves movies They love movies so much that they've dedicated every waking moment of their lives to bring you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for cinema. From super soft t-shirts celebrating the cinematic achievement that is the 2001 classic Josie and the Pussycats, to comfy sweatshirts that show your support for making Judy Greer America's lead. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Super Yaki brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Superyaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. 
If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Let's watch more movies. And listeners, I have a treat for you. Anybody who listens to this podcast can take 10% off their next order with code SUPERSELTZER at checkout. That's the code SUPERSELTZER at superyaki.com. That's S-U-P-E-R-Y-A-K-I.com. Superyaki.com. Plus, Super Yaki has a brand new collection highlighting the cinematic achievements of one of cinema's finest actors, Brandon Fraser. And that's due later this month, everybody, so please look out for that. What was the first recorded instance of Seltzer? Oh God, you're uh, <laughs> you're quizzing me on a podcast where I should know that. Uh, uh, not like I'm typing this into Wikipedia or anything. Um, let's see, let's see. Yeah, like, who was the? I, yeah. Okay, so um, history. Well, I guess. Okay, in 1662, somebody created sparkling wine. Okay, that sounds right. Um, and then. I'm burping again. Okay. <laughs> in 1740, um, somebody created the first um, carbonated water named William Brownrig. We got to get that guy in the pot. <laughs> somebody from who was born in 1711 and died in 1800. We got to get him on the pod. He was a British doctor and scientist who practiced okay. at Whitehaven in Cumberland. While there, he carried out experiments that earned him the Copley Medal in 1766 for his work on carbonic acid gas. He was the first person to recognize platinum as a new element. Whoa. So he, um, Multi-talented wow. dude. Yeah, okay. Um, that's crazy. We, we should find somebody who is related to him <sighs> and see if they're in the seltzer business. And if they're not in the seltzer business... They should come on anyway and just tell them, like, or even a historian. That'd be a good episode, just to get a historian who um, knows a lot about this dude that created <laughs> Seltzer. That'd be super cool. Yeah, I don't I know. Mean, there has to be, like, because histor- there's, like, all these niches of historians. Like, yeah. I mean, are you on TikTok? I am, yeah. I'm I'm mm-hmm. on I, I'm on TikTok <laughs> with a, um, uh, you can't find me by my name. But I'm on, I'm on TikTok. Call me by your name. Where um, I uh, made two TikToks. One was like a Frank Sinatra TikTok, and one was a Dick Tracy TikTok, and they're both very funny. So if you find a TikTok with two TikToks and there are those, you'll know it's me. Yeah, I'll let you know if I if I run into you. But yeah, there's all these um, historians on TikTok, but it's different types of historians. So some people focus specifically on vintage fashion. But then there's um, art history TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. I also love how there's all these different sides of TikTok and people just like, it, this is this TikTok. This yeah, is that TikTok. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, but like, I mean, obviously most of what comes up for me is fashion historian and a lot of Regency stuff um, because of Bridgerton. Um, but there has to be like, there has to be like a niche group of like food historians. Probably. Yeah. I We got to get somebody that knows uh, a lot about this guy or honestly <laughs> we we get i could just hire one of my buddies like zach uh brandon or our friend peter 
to play play this character on the podcast. So uh, that's an idea that we could throw around too. That when that episode happens, I will clearly pretend that we have this man back on our podcast. So if any of them are listening to this and is up for the challenge of playing this man, we could do open that. Open call. <laughs> yeah, open call. Any anybody, it's it'll be like everybody's yeah. gonna. Uh, uh, Sean, you're an arts hero. You're creating jobs for actors. <laughs> Truly, yeah. And uh, I'll I'll go Bob Fosse with it, where I'll have like all the people in a Zoom call, and I'll be like. Uh, choosing them between a lineup of who could do the best impression of a man from the 1800s that they've never met before, <laughs> um, or the se- the 1700s actually. But yeah, um, yeah uh, look forward to that. Due to a future future episode where we talk about William Brown Rig. Thanks, Hal, for uh, bringing up the invention of seltzer, which I cannot believe we've never discussed ever on the podcast. Have I unlocked something? Yeah, you might have. Um, okay. Uh, so how you are now in charge of Hal's, uh, where do you place this as product placement in a film? Like what kind of movie would you put it in? Ooh, that is such a good question. Um, hmm. I guess specifically like this flavor too. This flavor? Um, I think if I, okay, if I were going to do it, I would put it on a show like, uh, do you know the bold type or younger? No, what is that? <laughs> so the bold type, I mean, I haven't like really seen it all the way through, but I've seen like a lot of clips. It's basically about uh, three young girls. I don't know why I held up two fingers. Counting is fun. Um, <laughs> the seltzer uh, really got to your head when it exploded. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm short circuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a miracle that my laptop is even alive right now. I know, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm very thankful that it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same one from college too. But um, wow. but yeah, but the young type, it, uh, the bold type. I mean, it's about uh, three girls. That I think they all work in a magazine. Just like you know, they're in their twenties and they're in the city and they're just trying to figure it out. Like a younger version, younger, more modern version of Sex in the City. Cool. Yeah, so I think that's like kind of the show I would do. Um, part of me wants to say Riverdale, but from what I understand, uh, Riverdale is is um. How do I say this nicely? Because I know it's <laughs> it's like kind of gone off the rails. I think the oh, cast I'm, like I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not caught up, but I have uh, uh, other friends of the pod, Courtney and Noah, keep telling me to watch it because I want to catch up. And I previously have seen uh, seasons one and then some of season two, um, where it just you know followed the teen show murder mystery, but apparently now. With the time jump, Archie's in war, and like a bunch of a bunch of stuffs happening. I yeah. guess Riverdale spoilers if you uh, if you care about that sort of thing. Yeah, I I loved the first season. It was really good, but it was grounded. That's why. Now I yeah. I think like I'm not even watching it, and it just seems like crazy. And I I do I think I am gonna continue it soon, just because for the laughs, like it seems like insane. Yeah. You know. No, keep me updated for sure. I, the thing that made me fall off it, it was, it was, okay, it's definitely one of two things. It was either, um, spoiler alerts, I'm going to talk about some stuff, but Betty pole dancing and stripping down to her underwear while singing Mad World in front of her mother and a bunch of grown men. (laughs) I've heard, yeah, I've I've heard, I, I don't know if I've seen that scene. I feel like I might've, but I've heard a lot about that scene. Like I've heard how bad it was. Terrible. Yeah, it's, it's like the fact, it's just, 
there was nobody in the room that was like, hey, maybe this isn't okay. Yeah. Oof. Ugh. Gross. And then the other scene is, um, I can't remember if I actually saw this, but it comes up on TikTok all the time. Sure. Um, I think Archie's either in juvenile detention or he's in jail. And this one guy is telling me, he's like, yeah, I dropped out of school like to sell drugs to support my sick Nana or my sick mother or something. And then Archie, with a straight face, tells this like drug dealer that you don't, well, then you haven't known the epic highs and lows of high school football. And I'm like, I don't think those things compare. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, stream Riverdale. All, all you Riverdale kids. Come on the pod. That's probably like a maple seltzer we could talk about. <laughs> oh my god. Um all right, Hal. Uh you are a fellow New Yorker. You're not you were not born in New York, but you you well, lived in New I York for quite some was. time. You well, were... I was born Yeah, I was born in Long Island Jewish Hospital. Um I don't know if it's like in Long Island or technically Queens. Okay. Uh, gotcha. I yeah. But um I so, lived in Oyster Bay for three years, but I'm mostly connecticut but you are you've lived in new york for quite some time now so i would consider you a new yorker correct eight years yeah okay good awesome so um what is your go-to bagel store order because i associate seltzer with bagel stores so let's hear it um i'm very classic um i like the locks the cream cheese the capers and the onions not the hugest fan of the tomato because it's always too thick and it always slides off Gotcha. So, yeah, I hate when that happens on sandwiches yeah. when anything slides off. I yeah, that's a great answer. Um, I actually tried Locks for the first time the other day, like last week, two weeks ago or something. I liked it. I liked it quite a lot. I think that um, I wish there was a little bit less of it on there. So I wish that it was like thinner, um, because I think that I would love it if there was like you know uh, a lot like less slices of Locks. But I went to goldbergs which is like all over long island they're like the best bagel store and they just notably make thick sandwiches so you know you know at like any yeah. <laughs> uh new york uh sandwich or bagel place like the sandwiches are like massively thick so um i think it would just have to be thinner because i was like the bagel to lox ratio is like kind of off here but yeah. um i think that if i like you know uh I, I would have it again definitely yeah it was great i i don't know why i put off having it for so long but um it was I'm so delicious. proud of you yeah especially with like the cream cheese and stuff oh and another thing too is that i went to the bagel store around lunchtime so a lot of their bagels were sold out so i had to have it on a sesame bagel but i think if i had it on an everything bagel it would taste like heaven to me like i think that's yeah. what would like complete it all together you know yeah no those are like the two top choices i think um an everything bagel or a sesame bagel yeah, I like um, egg everything too. Yeah. I think that's like really good. It's not far off from what everything already is, but I love that. Yeah. Do you like the everything bagel seasoning uh, from Trader Joe's? I do. I use that on, um, I'll put it on like eggs and stuff like at home, you know, Ooh, yeah. I'm having like a naan, I'll put it on like a naan. Um, but yeah, I love that. I love Trader Joe's. I go to Trader Joe's all the time. Now we're Trader just talking Joe's. about food. Uh, I- <laughs> Um, Trader Joe's is just such a nice place. And agreed. Yeah. Cashiers are always the cashiers are always like vibing. So how let's rate the seltzer overall and rate the bubbles. So um, it's a one out of ten. Ten being the highest bubbles you've ever had, and then ten being the best seltzer you've ever had, or one being this sucks. Um, I'll go first, and then we'll see what you have to say. 
Okay. Uh, bubbles, as always, for Hal's. I'm going to say a 10. Uh, <laughs> come on, it exploded over our dear friend Hal over here. Um, and then I will say for flavor, um, I, you know, I, I usually give Hal's a 10. I think I gave the lemon flavor a 10 as well. I gave the original flavor a 10 as well. I tried the cola flavor, did not love the cola flavor. I probably rated that terribly. But yeah. House is a yeah, House has just like a plain seltzer. You can't beat it. The watermelon flavor, I love it. I think it's really it tastes like natural. Uh, it might not be my go-to. I think that's just because I really, really love um, just the normal flavor of House. I think you cannot beat that at all. Um, so I'm gonna have to say maybe a seven out of ten. Or a, yeah, I'll say a 7 out of 10, because I like it. And I think that it captures a taste that you wouldn't expect it to do. And I love when companies do that, because I think that so many flavors are just replicating other flavors. So, like, watermelon flavoring, like, I love, like, watermelon Sour Patch Kids and stuff, but, like, watermelon Sour Patch Kids tastes like artificial watermelon, and that's why it's good. This tastes like natural watermelon and i think that's a risk that people might not like it because it's not necessarily sweet it tastes very real however i think that give it a shot they took a risk and it paid off i think that it is tastes really good it tastes like a sparkling water or a seltzer that you put watermelon in and i i think that's what people want out of house or want out of flavors if that's what you're looking for so yeah i would probably say maybe 7.5 um again it's my first time trying hal's and i definitely want to try more but it's it's definitely like um because i've had like a bunch of different seltzers like i've had the corona seltzers and i've had the truly seltzers um which are alcoholic but Mm. but um so i mean those have like more flavor but this is kind of nice because i mean i do think i have a sweet tooth but i've noticed like as i got older it's kind of cutting back a little bit so this is kind of a nice option to have sure but i want like a little bit of flavor um a little bit of sweetness but not something overall i do feel you know it's thirst quenching um it does make me smile the smell is fantastic which is great because um (laughs) i'm (laughs) because if i didn't like the smell like that this probably would be lingering for a few days Um, sure um, yeah i'll I'll give you a follow-up in a few days to see like to tell you how my bedrooms (laughs) (laughs) um for carbonation and the bubbles, I'm gonna give it a 15. <laughs> a 15. Okay. All right. All right. I love Just for, it. Like that that explosive performance. It was, it was like Mount Vesuvius. I want to say. Agreed. Yeah. I will. Um. I I think what happened when it exploded is that your camera glitched. So I <sighs> it, I got like a little bit of it. I'm gonna go back, but I'm gonna send you the photo at least of it exploding and if i could post this on social media just give me the okay okay it has to be the cover photo (laughs) (laughs) okay i love it um yeah but i agree i think that um houses carbonation i only rate it one out of ten because i'm rating it one out of ten and ten is the uh, the highest i would go but i would say it's more than a ten it's like yeah I, i agree with you that the carbonation is like it's crazy it's called self New York seltzer for a reason because it is strong yeah. and it hits you in the back of the throat. As I always say, we love Hal's on this podcast. We love Hal Martin. Thank you for coming on this podcast. Thank um, you for having Hal, me. Before you head out, is there anything that you would like to promote or if listeners can follow you on social media? 
Uh, well, I, I started my portfolio website again. Excellent. Um, so where can yeah. people find that? Um, so it's uh, www.howmartinfilms.com. It's a lot of corporate work I've done, but I've coming off a several year creative block, which is very exciting. So I'm still in the beginning stages of writing some musicals, writing some plays. Um, so, I mean, so hopefully like um, by the end of the year, like I'll have something up on, oh, the cat just stepped on my computer. It's like sliding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but um, I'm, but yeah, like, um, I'm still like part of like my corporate work because um, like you can see all like some Kiehl's campaigns I worked on that have been seen all over the world, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, but hopefully by the end of the year, I'll have like some cool creative stuff up there. Um, yeah, maybe maybe at some point I'll come back and I can talk more about my play. For sure, Sounds like, good. When I, ha- when I have it like actually written down because right now it's an outline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. we will, uh, you know, you'll be booked on the show immediately again if somebody comes up with a Funfetti Seltzer. So <laughs> look, look oh my God. That. I want to be the first person you call. I would say seriously, like there is some seltzer brands that I would say, listen to this podcast. So you, you know, so? yeah. Oh, I know. So if you, you know, so <laughs> I know. So if you are one of them, um, please, we are, we are saying here that mm. we would love for you to make a Funfetti seltzer. I love Funfetti as a flavor too. Yeah. Um, so Have I would love the... to see that. The Dunkin' Donut um, Funfetti Donut. They had it last month, and they don't sell anymore, but they were selling it all throughout January, and it was so good. No, I didn't have that. I love Dunkin'. I think that Dunkin' is delicious. Yeah. I, I, I love Dunkin's favorite. iced coffee. It's great. Uh, but anyways, I am ranting again. Hal, mm. yeah, hire Hal. Check out our website. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was great. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to see how this turns out. Um, yeah. My cat also wants to say bye. And goodbye yeah. to the cat that I hung out with without you. <laughs> yeah. Wait. See? Oh, it's it's like dark now, but yeah. We're... She is here in spirit. How? Yeah. Thank I you. I look spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on the SeltzerCast. I will talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Have a lovely President's Day. Oh, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> this has been the SeltzerCast, hosted and produced by Sean Patrick O'Brien. Be sure to join us next week, my bubbly friends. Farewell for now. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for the music, Tim Wells for the voiceover, and Kira Koffer for the art. Thank you to Superyaki for sponsoring the SeltzerCast. Be sure to follow our Twitter, at SeltzerCast, and our Instagram, which is seltzer.cast. See you next week.